Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us in the first episode of SRE Practitioner Connect. I was looking out for a long period of time. Who should we have as a guest to kickstart this whole episode? And I think it doesn't. It didn't take me a, a, a long time. I wanted to reach out to my a friend whom I know from the service management world, and probably dons a different hat today. So you would know her uh, from who she is, but let me welcome Jane Grow, the CEO of DevOps Institute for our first episode of the SRE Practitioner Connect. Thanks Jane for taking your time today. I know with your all busy schedule, I hope uh, you're doing well and uh, staying safe. Hi, Suresh, and thank you so much. I'm so honored to be the first guest in this important series. And of course, you and I have known each other for quite a long time. And, and I think we've seen the growth of site reliability engineering, maybe from a little bit of a different lens in the beginning, but right. you know, kind of watching this accelerated growth. And, and, it, and you've certainly you know, been leading the way um, in helping the community get educated. So I'm absolutely delighted to be here. If you don't mind, I just want to tell the audience a little bit about DevOps Institute. Absolutely. We are a professional association. We have certifications around site reliability engineering uh, and other DevOps topics, but our mission is to advance the humans of DevOps. And, and Suresh, I know that's in your heart as well, that with all the technical advancements that we've made, we need to make sure that humans are skilled, that they're supported, that they're networking. So uh, again, if you're listening, you're not a member of DevOps Institute, please go up to our website, become a member. Uh, we have multiple levels of membership and I'm sure there's one that fits you as well. So yeah. thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that. Excellent. So a couple of things on a mission towards and, and, and your journey towards this whole space of DevOps. I know that you have been a very big patron of site reliability engineering. So what do, you, what do you think in the last two to three years? I know that our first SRE Foundation certification came back in 2020, early 2020. Um, from there to what we are today, give us a, a bit of a snapshot because you do and speak in a lot of these conferences on thought leadership. What has been your biggest um, appreciation on the site lab engineering space? And because people only knew about Google before, and now we see a lot of organizations adopting to um, site lab engineering. So what is your take around the whole journey that you have seen the industry embark and where do you think the future is for site lab engineers? That's a great question. And, and you're right. I mean, in the last, say, 18 to 20 months, we've certainly seen an acceleration. But I think one of the most interesting parts of site reliability engineering is how it evolved. Right. So the DevOps community started evolving around 2010, 2011, um, you know, a heavy focus on continuous integration, continuous delivery, a lot of automation, right? And so when you looked at DevOps, it, it kind of went from the first line of code to deployment. And those of us that come from the service management space or the operational space kind of wanted to stand on the mountain and, and scream out, but now what, right? What, what happens when it goes into production and somebody's actually using the code and how do we support it? I, I think what's really interesting about SRE is that it, it didn't grow up as part of the DevOps community. Right. It actually kind of took a parallel path and accelerated faster in some ways right. than DevOps because thanks to our friends at Google, 
bringing in some operational practices that reflected a lot of the things we were promoting with DevOps, but from an, an operational perspective, really help complete the cycle, right? So that after deployment, well, before deployment, but particularly after deployment, when systems have to be reliable, we're looking at resilience engineering, that it, it really was kind of the third piece of the agile DevOps SRE con, uh, continuum. And so it was really exciting for me. I had a chance to see SRE, a very early SRE con. I think it was like the second one. And, and it was a lot of Silicon Valley and a lot of tech companies, and but there were enterprises there too. And the last few years, I think we've seen um, this rise of not only enterprises starting to build SRE teams, but humans starting to really uh, focus on some of the SRE practices and principles um, and, and creating new jobs, creating new career paths. Uh, whether I mean, some of the SREs are former developers, some are operations folks. So just a really, really cool space. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And one of the things that I've seen this is there's a lot of job opportunities. I get uh, a lot of conversations with people whom we train and coach them saying that we have so many positions open. So do you see that there is a huge opportunity from uh, uh, job opportunities in building more SRE capability within an organization? I think there absolutely is. I mean, DevOps Institute, we run the annual upskilling report and year over year, one of the biggest areas of growth we see is insight reliability, engineering, hiring, and the skills in terms of, of how they've become much more essential. So I, you know, again, depending on what your current role is, whether you're a software engineer, you know, the, the classic definition is when operations, right? When a software engineer defines operations. So whether you're a developer, whether you're a, a build engineer, release manager, someone from service management, I, I think as we move into the digital landscape, SRE, the career growth, there is a challenge. And you, you know this, Suresh, and you, you've really been an evangelist for this, is that we want to make sure that we're not taking old roles, calling them site reliability engineers and not equipping the individuals with not only the what is SRE or what are these practices, because it isn't a single set, but how do you do this, right? How do you, you do this? You know, tools are great, but really what's involved in becoming an SRE practitioner? Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's just a huge need out there. And I'm, I'm really grateful that, that you are one of our partners that are really leading the charge on this. And that coming on to that question around it, um, we did the, the, you did come up with the SRE Foundation course uh, in 2020, and that has seen a, a, a very good growth across globally. But what was in your mind when DevOps Institute, Institute wanted to launch the SRE Practitioner course? specifically because there was nothing available in the industry that talked about SRE practitioners. So give us a little bit of a roadmap around why that was important and how has been the feedback in the industry? Because uh, frankly, I've not seen a certification before called SRE practitioner. So give us a memory down lane on the journey. Well, it's really thanks to partners like you where um, we had had partners that are delivering SRE Foundation. We have candidates that have been going through the training and they're really excited about, you know, learning about, you know, practices like observability or chaos engineering and, and you know, how do we, how do we bring new, new ways to bringing reliable systems and they come out of it and they're really excited 
and 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 you came back to us and others came back to us and said well now what <laughs> right you know i yes i I've, I've bought into the fact that sre is great i've read the google books i've you know looked at other resources but how do i extend my my skilling learning right how do i become a continuous learner how do i you know as an individual or my organization now take these practices and bring them to life. So that was the inspiration for creating uh, the SRE practitioner certification. And of course, our partners like, like Tab Solutions are the ones that are bringing it to the community and helping them get to the next level. You know, what we found is you can't have a 101, right? Because people want a 201. Exactly. And, and luckily, uh, again, the cohort, I know you were part of that, the cohort of individuals that contributed to creating this, I think created something really special. And I, and I, I really think that when Stephen Tharp came back and told us that, well, we haven't seen any program this, uh, of this sort before, and coming in from the words of a person from Google meant a lot for us in kind of getting that a feel-good factor that was worth the time and effort uh, being spent around it. Now, as we started to look at some of these uh, series, and, I, and I'm talking from a real-time experience, is a lot of our clients are asking for, hey, we are getting a lot more interest from clients on SRE, but we do not know where to start. Can you help us do that? So we are seeing a lot more traction from managed service providers, product-based companies in asking us to help them. So I think there is a, a, a lot more people are now trying to figure it out. It's no longer a hype. It's more of a reality to check in. Do you see that as a trend in terms of practical implementations that organizations are going beyond that curve in the sense that you know people getting used to the norms, but also trying to make some practical inroads to actual implementation? Yeah, I mean, that's why we call it SRE practitioner, because it has to be practical, right? right? It has to be vendor agnostic, tool agnostic, but it also has to be actionable. And, and as horrible as the pandemic has been and how what the global impact has been, right. it has awakened organizations that when they had to move to a remote environment and, and their controls were less, but reliability right, was going to be whether they succeeded or not in a, a, in a, you know, in a pandemic fueled world where everybody is acquiring services or using products remotely really became a differentiator. You could not move into this digital landscape and not be reliable because if right. you weren't next, you know, they'd move on to somebody else. So I think it really emphasized, showcased how important reliability engineering is. And it's, and it's more than just red, green and amber, right? Like right. in the old days of, you know, I'm an old IT ops, right? You, you know, if everything was green, you were happy. Or if it were amber, maybe you'd, you know, raise an alert and if it was red, you know, it was like, stop everything. It's really taking a new dynamic into how do we know that our services are being consumed? How do we know that um, our services are delivering on their promise? And so it, I, I think the trend is only gonna continue because what's happened over the last, you know, say 18 to 20 months, just pushed us into the future, probably a few years. I mean, what do you see? No, I, I, I completely agree with what you're seeing. And I think we have doing a lot more consulting on SRE than ever before, because the whole world is trying to talk about, hey, how can you build in reliability and resilience across distributed systems? And, and that brings that interesting point to me that 
DevOps Institute beyond certification also does something very unique in the form of skill updates. And one of the things I found it interesting and I share it with my uh, candidates and customers worldwide is you can attend these sessions free thanks to the vendors and sponsors who do a great job. But you bring in real world practitioners to talk about a specific topic. And just to tell about September 23rd, we're having the observability as a topic. So what, what was the genesis of that skill up days? Because this is proving to be a lot more um, community-based effort. People are kind of thronging in large numbers that are crowd chats. So tell us about that skill up days and how it is going to help practitioner to gain more deeper insight on a specific topic like SRE, um, like observability space. Well, and thank you for that. So, you know, the origins of skill up days is kind of interesting because it actually, we conceived it before the pandemic, not long before the pandemic. Actually, I always joke that I signed the contract for the virtual platform on February 25th and March 10th, we went into quarantine. So I don't know, call it, call it Providence if you want to, but, but, you know, we were looking at the event space and, and we figured out there's a lot of really great events, right. but there isn't, there are very few events that focus on a single topic. Right. So we take a day every month and we pick a trending topic and all of the speakers, all of the sponsors are zeroed in on that topic for six to eight hours. Right. And so uh, observability is a great example. Yeah, there could be a conference that has a couple of sessions on observability or, you know, it's commingled with other topics. Skill up days are meant to skill you up on a single topic. And what's really interesting about skill updates is that the sessions are awesome, but what really happens is in the chat lounge. Right. People chat with each other from all over the world in the chat lounge and right. they chat with the speakers. And so, yeah, it is a virtual event, but it's just remarkable to me that we've done an SRE skill update, we've done a observability skill update, DevSecOps, CICD. So we, we don't have to like kind of make it so big or so broad or multiple tracks. It's just a nice, comfortable way. We also are introducing something called skill books. I don't know if you've, you've had yeah. a chance to, yeah. to participate in that, but you know, we want to kind of surround, remember advancing humans of, of DevOps, we want to surround the human with a lot of continuous learning opportunities. Right. So our certifications, absolutely, you want, you know, but, but even let's go to what happens after SRE practitioner. Well, you know, an SRE skill book is available with chapters written by dis different experts, skill up days are on demand. It's, it's surrounding the community, embracing the community with the support again of, of people like you are such evangelists, Suresh, to, to be able to say, okay, we're not one and done, right? That's, that's why SRE Foundation led to SRE practitioner. We're not one and done. We are going to embrace you as a human because we know that, you know, things like site reliability engineering could really help you, your family, your company. I mean, it's, you know, I know it sounds very like, you know, kind of like woo woo, you know, but, but it, it is true. You know, I've been very blessed. I've had an amazing career, mostly because I had great support and, and that's what we hope to do too. And I know you do also. And, and it's also important that you bring in the concept of global ambassadors. So I'm, I'm pretty, a honor to be one of the first uh, global ambassadors. But but tell us about the mission that DevOps Institute is doing. No, I, I know that it's SRE practitioner talk, but I think you're doing a lot more towards spearheading the humans of DevOps. And I think there's a lot of useful resource that practitioners will gain 
uh, from that momentum. So get a thought about what is the real reason of building global ambassadors, which means across regions. And thanks to Helen for, for spearheading that um, on your leadership. But what was the vision to build a, such a so much pool of global ambassadors? And what do they envision to achieve as part of Humans of DevOps? Uh, and thank you for the opportunity to share that. You know, being based in the U.S., a lot of organizations like ours really focus on the region they're the most familiar with, right. regardless of where, where in the world you are. One of the things I learned very early with DevOps Institute, our first partners didn't come from the U.S. Our first partners came from Australia, from Switzerland, from India. And so right away, we learned that ours is a very, very global community. And other, you know, other programs have ambassadors. And I'm really grateful to Helen Beal because she's our chief ambassador. And I asked her to create an ambassador program and, and it's exceeded everyone's wildest expectation. Largely because Helen, but also for people like you and the other ambassadors who built a community where you connect with each other, you work on projects like SRE practitioner really involved a lot of our, our ambassadors and you're all volunteers, right? But, but again, you connect with each other, some friendships have been formed, certainly a lot of content has been created and, and we feel that this is not sitting in an ivory tower. Uh, you know, deciding how things should be. We get a lot of, of input and feedback and participation from our ambassadors. What I think is really cool is we literally have ambassadors from the remotest parts of the world. It, 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 is, it is just fascinating. I mean, you're based in India, I'm based in Florida. We have ambassadors in Tunisia and Zimbabwe and, and of course the US and, and in Australia and in Europe. And, and so we're also getting a world view of what's really happening out there. You know, during the pandemic, really being able to understand how this was impacting yeah. has, been, has just been tremendous. But truthfully, that program would not be as strong as it was without the, the, the motivation, the passion of the individual ambassadors led by Helen. It's, it's just a great program. Absolutely. So last and final question for um, today is about the, if an SRE is trying to um, get their hands dirty, they want to kind of get through this whole journey, get to more uh, resources to keep them on a continuous learning path, how do you think DevOps Institute is going to help them in their journey to move forward? I know you did have something on the ad hoc. So can you give a little bit of understanding if an organization wants to assess its maturity to see where they are in the journey so that we can see if we can have some practical toolkit to assess the maturity and move forward? Yeah, I, I think that you know for site reliability engineering, it's particularly important that individuals develop skills that are portable. Right. So, you know, as we've seen in the DevOps space, there's some amazing tools in automation out there. Um, and year over year, there are more that are introduced into the space and existing ones mature their, their offerings and that's great. But until you really kind of internalize what the key practices are, um, you know, how to execute on those practices and principles, you know, you need to be able to make sure that you're not trying to get to SRE purely because you've learned a tool, right? right? 
the tool providers don't even want that from you because again, when they, you know, create a new version or they build a plugin with some other tool, they want you, of course, to, you know, be very skilled at their, at their offering, but you have to have portable skills. Right. And so for DevOps Institute, again, with the SRE Foundation practitioner, the skill updates, the skill book, and now we've introduced an enterprise assessment known as the assessment of DevOps capabilities, ADOC, <clears throat> the opportunity to keep growing, to keep assessing, to make sure you're on a journey, that you're not on a race, um, I think is particularly important because I think SRE is still, you know, I don't even think we've hit the tipping point right. of what SRE could do, what it's going to look like in the future, what tools are going to be introduced, how practices like error budgets or service level objectives are really going to be embraced and brought to life. And, and that's going to require the community and it's going to require the ability to be assessed. Right. Not once. Right. I, you know, our assessment doesn't use numbers like I'm a three. Right. And no disrespect to other maturity frameworks, but, you know, people around like, well, I'm a three. No, we want you to have some actionable um, assessments coming out of these capabilities. It is looking at teams. Uh, hint, hint. We are going to bring out an individual assessment later in the year, early next year. Uh, so people can assess themselves, but they also can, uh, from an enterprise perspective, see if the investment they're making is delivering on, on returns and giving them the kind of capabilities that they need in order to be able to succeed. So hopefully it's holistic. But uh, again, we're really excited about ADOC. We think the metrics are great. Uh, again, built by our ambassadors. I mean, led by you know individuals from DevOps Institute, but couldn't do it without the help of the community. Excellent. And uh, thanks so much, Jane, for spending time. And I hope that what would be your vision for this SRE Practitioner Connect? Because what we want to do is we want to interview practitioners who are day in and day out living and breathing as an SRE to bring their real world experience to share with the community. Because I believe that each and every one as a global ambassador has got something to contribute. And we did start off way back in a DevOps practitioner series, but we are now very, very passionate about this topic of SRE. Now training over 1000 plus people last year alone on foundation and a lot more on practitioners. We think that there's a lot more appetite for people to grasp in. So what is your thought for us to make this uh, initiative successful, to get more practitioners to be a part of the bandwagon? So a year from now, when we come back, maybe it'll be less than a year, um, we will see a much wider adoption of SRE practitioner, particularly now you have to go through SRE foundation to get to SRE practitioner right. like university, you gotta do 101 to 201. But I, I would love to see enterprises invest in the capabilities so that we don't just change the name of a role or we don't expect people to learn on their own. I think you wanna be curious and you wanna be passionate, but there is something about formal training. DevOps Institute, we don't do formal training, right? We rely on partners like Top Solutions to bring it to the local community. So I would love to see that type of an uptake because the content, right? I mean, forget the commercial side. Yes, there is a commercial side, but the content is portable, it's actionable, it's enterprise driven. And I think that as we step into this new world order that none of us really quite know what it's gonna look like, making sure there's a common understanding, a common vocabulary and, and practical, right? That's practitioner, practical insight on, on how to be 
a site reliability engineer, right? The tools will come, the technology will come, but you have to really absorb the, how do I stand up my first era budget? Yeah. A year from now, I would love to see enterprises all around the world really embrace this as part of their moving into the digital age. I think Ex it's a realistic expectation. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Jane. And uh, thanks for being with us and kickstarting this SRE Practitioner series. I can't wait to see what is rolling up uh, as we start to go through it. And probably a year's time, we should do a recap and see where we are for the first episode to the to X episode, which you have completed by the next one year's time. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm very honored to be here, Suresh. So that's our end of the episode number one. I look forward to seeing you in the episode two of the Asari Practitioner Connect. Thank you, everyone. Bye.